Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon and I are going to have a conversation on a bunch of stuff. We're going to kick it off with what Brandon calls my sci-fi keto diet, because I've lost about 30 pounds since March 2019, and it's been about four months. The next thing we'll talk about is the importance of rest, and then how you need to measure it to make it. So whatever your goal is in life, if it's in fitness, in finances, furthering your career, your family, your faith, you've got to measure how you're doing to see how you're doing. So anyway, sit back and relax unless you're driving. In that case, we need you to stay safe. Don't be a jerk out there on the roads. And then listen to us talk about all the things that help you get out of the rut. Here we go. We talk a lot in the last few episodes. We've talked a lot with some people that are just really driven and oh, yeah. putting in the work. And I know we we talked to Horace, who talked about getting up early every morning and sending an email to who he wanted to reach out to. And Steph Curry, who hits all these free throws in practice mm-hmm. before and all that kind of thing. And we're all for that, working hard to build that foundation Got where awesome. you want to be. But what are you doing to kind of relax, yeah. you know, to, to refresh and to shut that mind down sometimes? Are, and are you asking me or are you asking uh, that guy audience? over there that okay. doesn't exist? You know, the one driver. Yeah. Answer us. Call us at three, six, one, five, nine, six, something. We have I not ha- used that number in a long time. I, you know? I know. I have so. this new theory, by the way, totally unrelated. But if you're arrested in any city in America, if you just dial the same number, over and over, you will get an attorney because <laughs> we have attorneys that all over the place ads, call the fours, call the nines, call the eights. And so whatever city you're in, just dial the same number over and over again. You will get an attorney. So for science, we need <laughs> to know, is that true in your town? So go get yourself arrested. There you go. <laughs> pick a number, any number, dial all seven of them to that digit. And then let us know, did you get a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not going to pay your bail or anything like that yeah. or your legal fees. We will uh, tell your story for free. So strictly voluntary. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Uh, now, if you want to call somebody, here's Brandon's <laughs> number. It's 361-728-9502. <laughs> there you go. Give me a shout. Send me a text. Cause I probably want to answer a call. I don't recognize, <laughs> but we've been doing a lot of things uh, like this past was it? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday. We I'm getting old. Everything happened the other day. Uh, yesterday morning, we got up, had breakfast with some guys, and then we took the kayak out and just kind of wandered around the canals out here on Padre Island and got a good kind of workout in for an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. And then you were able to go to work and I was able to do some other things. And it was just a great little break in the middle of the week kind oh, of yeah. thing, you know. And so, and we're trying to plan a, a river trip coming up. Uh, to try to float either the Medina or the Frio or something along those lines and check oh, that out. Yeah. Something we've never done before. Yeah, you guys have kind of created a monster in me because <laughs> ev- everybody who knows me or has listened to the show and caught these episodes, you know I love to backpack. I like to throw in a pack that's 20 pounds or less and go hike out in the wilderness at least four or five miles away from my car. I'd prefer to go 10, 15 miles away from my car and just keep going, maybe yeah. do a loop, that kind of thing. And it's hard to find people who want to do that with me. 
And then just a month ago, not even like two, three yeah, weeks ago, a group of guys took me out on uh, some salt water and took me kayaking for the first time. And I was scared at first because I don't know if I've told anybody, but I do have a fear of natural bodies of water. <laughs> You uh, did kill that stick really good yesterday. Oh, yeah. He, that, he starts hitting a stick with the paddle. And I thought that stick was going to come eat us. So you never know. <laughs> I, I whacked it. It was cool. Uh, in any case, yeah, my dad let me watch Jaws when I was like seven <laughs> years old. So you, you put me out on some salt water type of body and nope, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about being eaten alive by a shark, yeah. uh, a very big one. <laughs> so, uh, it, it was also nice that the water depth never got more than four feet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it helps a lot. Yeah. But even then I was like, you know, four feet is enough for a shark to get in here and take my <laughs> leg. So that, that was going through my mind. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, I don't have to be faster than, you know, the shark. I just yeah. have to be faster than you. I guess <laughs> swim faster than Brandon. That's all that mattered. And, um, Maybe maybe the shark sees him as the the more scrumptious meal <laughs> than me. Um, so thank you for not capsizing us yesterday yeah, too. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about doing a a river trip at the end of July, very early part of August, uh, just a two day one night type of deal, and th- that's just something I've always wanted to do. Kind of was take a kayaking trip down a river, camp on the uh, the river bank one night. Kill our own food, you know. Sure. Or open a package. Well, I mean, if we could fish, I mean, there's a river (laughs) there, there, so there there should be fish in it too, right? And, uh, I mean, water sources there, you just filter that. And uh, as long as there's no flash flood, we're good. Yeah. And it's all about looking at your local access to resources. You know, we, we, live near the ocean, but we also live near some great Texas rivers. And yes. maybe you live in the Northwest or the Northeast and you have something there that you can just get out and do. Like mountains? Yeah, mountains <laughs> and all kinds of cool stuff, trails. And, and that's kind of what the summer's for, is for you to get out there and do something a little different. The great thing about uh, with Jerry, anything that involves the outdoors, you can almost always get him to say, yes, I'll do it because, you know, he's just all about that. I am too. So, yeah. you know, you go to work a little late, get off a little early and, you know, try to find that balance. Cause we talk all the time about, you know, this, when, when we're recording this, we're about a week of past, uh, graduations and all kinds of banquets and parties and stuff like that. So pretty busy time. So we kind of disappear every once in a while to go get a little bit of, refreshment and just kind of refresh your mind. And we were also talking about diet and how you're eating different Mm -hmm. and you're, you're working on your uh, new sci-fi keto thing. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's sci-fi keto, but I don't like to conform. So uh, I don't think there's any science fiction to it. (laughs) Exactly. It's all science. It's all science. Yeah. But just that you're kind of refreshing your body too, because you're you're eating different. That gives you the energy to do a lot of this. Cause I know somebody's listening going, but I don't have that kind of energy Mm -hmm. to go hiking or kayaking or whatever. Oh yeah. And, and your, your overall energy level has changed just in the last few months because of the way you've been. eating. Yeah. My, my family has told me I've gone from being hyper to hyperer. (laughs) <laughs> on this diet, uh, hyperer, <laughs> and my coworkers have said the same thing. So, I I ate a lot of carbs in my diet. I, I'd never really quite measured it, but I mean, when you looked at what I ate, if, if there was bread being served, I didn't just take one serving; I took four. If there was cake being served, if you weren't going to eat your slice, that was I'll take that for you. The amount of sugar in my diet, the amount of breads in my diet, the rice in my diet, far outweighed anything else. And I was just thinking about my dad, 
my mom, my mom, I think she's like, um, she has to do a gluten free diet now. I think she's yeah. type two diabetic. And my dad definitely is type yeah. two diabetic. He's had bypasses on his heart, no gallbladder. I mean, <laughs> um, like his body's falling apart, but it's not just my dad. I've got cousins and uncles who are all diabetic right. type two. And I thought, you know what? Their diet isn't a whole lot different than mine, except they drink a lot more soda. I'm going down the same path. Right. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be checking my blood level every other day or two days. And what's cool about the way you approached it too is you didn't really go towards the diet side of it. Is you went to the measurement side first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see what I'm doing. Yeah. And we talked a lot about you know doing that with money, with with your spiritual life, your physical life, every in your marriage, your with your children. Measure it. That way, what you think is true may not be actually true. It's like, yeah. I'm saving really good. And then you look and you're like, well, I don't really have a big savings account. Yeah. Why? You're not really saving. And the fact that you just brought that up ties in with an email we're going to send out around the time this episode airs about cool. measure it to make it. Oh, I and love that. You got to know where you are now. You also got to know where you were so that as you're making that progress forward, you got to know that you're making it. And, yeah. uh, and so I've been doing that. So Go in with the ketogenic diet. Very short. Uh, ketogenic diet is not the Atkins diet. So whatever that that fitness lady from the show of people who were fat got skinny and got fat again. Uh, I forgot her name. Jillian Michaels. That sound right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure, All right. Good. Um, well, she went out and said that the ketogenic diet was just the Atkins diet rebooted, and it's like, yeah. well, no. This the ketogenic diet is more about creating ketones in the body, running off of fats as opposed yeah. to carbs. And we can put and some links in yeah, too we'll if you want to yeah. dig into there's, that a there's little a couple bit more. Of, uh, there's a chiropractor in particular who teaches medical students about the ketogenic diet uh, that I find very helpful. And then there's this really buff dude, Tim DeLauer, who oddly enough, he goes really science geeky and he's the one you would not expect to be all geeky about yeah. the science, but he does. And it's what I, found interesting about the ketogenic diet is that it reduces carbs so much that it's just enough to, to operate off of. But the bulk of your fuel is coming from fats, which don't get turned into fat in your body. Yeah. It's the carbs and sugars that get turned into fat. And of course, with the history of diabetes in my family, that's the enemy is carbs. Mm-hmm. And so making that shift wasn't just about, you know, controlling calories and, and having diets that suck. This was all about finding the foods that are ketogenic friendly that I enjoy eating so that I have these go-to meals that if I'm ever in a pinch, if I don't know what I want to eat, I can go to that meal and know right. it's within the confines of my diet. And I don't have to calculate the calories as much because, you know, if I eat a certain type of meal every day, then that's good. It's taken care of. I don't have to think about it. It's one less thing to think about. It's like right. if you reduce the amount of outfits you have in your closet, you don't mm-hmm. waste time in the closet figuring out what you're going to wear that day. It's the same thing with food. T-shirts and, and lip flops every yeah. day. <laughs> and the thing with the keto diet is, man, if I'm ever in doubt of what I want to have, an omelet, always <laughs> exactly. ketogenic friendly. Yeah. So, and, uh, and the cool thing about that approach is once you measure it, you know what your goal is, yeah. you know, at that point. So, it's, and I know there's people that, hey, I measure everything I eat and I know everything about it. And that's great. Go do that. Definitely do more research on your own. We're not endorsing this mm-hmm. diet or way of life, but it works for Jerry. So uh, he's running with it. But the first thing he did was measure it. Yes. Because we run into people all the time. It's like, oh, I've got a great relationship with my son. And then you meet the son. The son's like, yeah, we don't talk. Yeah. So the relationship <laughs> may be the lack of conflict. So 
if you're not having heart attacks or being sick all the time, you may think that you're physically eating well or, mm-hmm. or your diet is good, but measure to make it. I love that kind yeah. of concept. We talked about that with the uh, earlier episode with journaling, just journaling some of the things mm-hmm. you're doing get you the opportunity to look back and go, you know, I have excelled at work or in my physical uh, walk or whatever it is, you measured it. So oh, yeah. now you know the truth. Oh, yeah. And the whole purpose behind, like if you, at work, a lot of companies do annual performance reviews, right. which the way it's typically done sucks. It doesn't, it has, yeah, it <laughs> brings you no value. Uh, one of the neat things my company is doing is quarterly goal conversations and they're trying to build that into the culture of the organization it takes a lot of paradigm shifts and a lot of individuals we're talking like forty five thousand people <laughs> who need to change their paradigm takes a while. and i think we, we got 20 on board no I'm kidding no <laughs> we're getting there it's gradually coming but by having these conversations quarterly it's all forward focused it's all about what can you do like here are my goals as your leader what part of that would you like to have a hand in to help grow you help you achieve your goals in life. And then that's our goal for the next 90 days. And, and that 90 yeah. days, you can measure it. Yes. So you, we're, we're talking just three months down the road. Uh-huh. Hey, you were going to do these six things. You got one. Yeah. So what do we adjust the yeah. goal or your level of effort or replace you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do we go? Yeah. Or do we adjust the goal? And yeah. you can do these check-ins now, not every quarter to look back, but every month, you can now look at these goals and say, hey, how are you doing this past 30 days to get to this goal that's coming up in 60 days? Oh, you're done? Perfect. What yeah. do you want to work on in the next 90 days after this This quarter's done? Really cool stuff. So, yeah, journaling helps with that. So you can do this for yourself. What yeah, are my goals for the next thing. 90 days? Grab uh, a notebook. Then, yeah. And then you just keep checking in. Boom, I'm on progress. I'm on track. Or, oh, I'm way off. Let me get on track. And I would say get accountability because that's one of those things where if nobody knows I'm trying to do it, I can quit and it doesn't really matter. You know, Jerry and I do the Thunder Dash every year Mm -hmm. and that kind of holds us accountable because at some point we're going to both be in a race that we can't (laughs) run or we can't do because we didn't do any prior work to it. Get that accountability. And too. you've already discovered twice, the two times we've done the Thunder Dash, <laughs> that, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm working out for this thing. I'm getting ready <laughs> exactly. for it. And then the day of the race, I start off jogging for like the first, what, quarter mile. Yeah. And then we hit our first pond, and then that's it. Boom. I'm okay, walking the rest of the way. <laughs> and that's, what, three miles of walking. And you've yeah. like been training. You did a triathlon. Like You've done a half marathon, ran a couple of 5Ks to get ready for this event. And here's your buddy like <laughs> – I'm ready. I've been working out. Yeah, sure. And working out really means I did one week worth of running on the <laughs> last of 5K app <laughs> six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, that's the other thing. When you get accountability, make sure that that person is holding you accountable. Yeah. You know, Jerry and I joke a lot about that, you know, how we do it. And, and we, we goof off a lot. So it's not like you need somebody screaming at you every day to run. It's just make sure whoever you've said, Hey, I want to make sure I save a thousand dollars by the end of the year. Yeah. Be honest with them. And you know, when they see you going to Starbucks or, you know, out at the bar or whatever it is that you do to waste money, they, they call you <laughs> out on it. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't make coffee. Don't drink coffee. That's stupid anyway. Bulletproof but make coffee. It home. <laughs> Great stuff. I'll, I'll send you a link for that. Starbucks, I think makes them now. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people make uh, bulletproof coffee now. It's really cool. That's not important though. That's I not what say, we're I don't drink here. coffee, but okay. Uh, Nobody wants me on caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> you get hyper too. Uh, now the thing with accountability though, if you're the person who is seeking an accountability partner, 
don't run from that person. That right. person, you've gotten that person to commit their time, their effort, their their energy to care about you in a specific area. And they're there to give you feedback, to give you encouragement. And if all you're doing is avoiding their calls, yeah. you may as well just give up the accountability partnership and go back to being their friend because yeah. you're being a total jerkwad <laughs> by avoiding them. And you just ruined both the relationship and your goal by avoiding them. So yeah. have the courage and the intestinal fortitude to listen to the feedback from your accountability partner and to thank them when they do encourage you. So right. yeah, I mean, be transparent because otherwise you're just wasting everybody's time. Don't lie to your, your lawyer or your doctor or your accountability partner or your spouse or your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have to do certain things to get account real accountability. Yeah. Otherwise you're like, Hey Jerry, how's it going? Great. Ran 20 miles today. Okay, cool. And, you know, and there's no, there's no encouragement because we're like, oh, okay, he's good. It, mm -hmm. He doesn't need me to say anything about it. And we both had those conversations. We, we talk a lot during the week via Slack and text and stuff like that. It's like, well, hey, you said this, but you didn't do this. And yeah. you said you always wanted to do this, but when are we going to do it? And let's nail down a date because once you nail down that specific goal or date or weight or money or whatever it is you want to do, now there's something in concrete. You know, yes. you either have it or you don't. Why don't yes. you have it? Well, this is what I did. You know, when you started down this journey of changing the way you you measured what you ate and what you ate, then you were like, okay, I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And, you know, two or three weeks in, what have you done? Well, I'm down like two pounds. Okay, great. That's two. So you only have this many to go. Yeah. And too many times we're like, well, I want to lose 50. Okay, well, you got to lose one to lose the other 49. Yeah. So start to measure that kind of stuff. And then talk about it to people. Yeah. You know, I'm struggling this week. There was a lot of parties, graduation, that kind of stuff. I ate terrible. And so everything's kind of out of whack. But today I'm going to get back on the yeah. bandwagon and start moving towards exactly. that. Yeah. You got to have that power to forgive yourself. Right. And I think when you're measuring to make it, the, the key thing there is because we're all, we're all going to go off course. A typical commercial airline, when you take off from your airport and you're going to the other airport, you're off course about 60% of the time. Yeah. Yet you still land on the right runway <laughs> uh, at the right time in the right city. How do they do that? They're course correcting. So mm -hmm. they're measuring where they are now, comparing it to where they need to be going. And then they course correct so that they land in the right place. It's the same thing. If you're measuring where you're going, when you're off course, you're not course correcting a whole lot. Yeah. Whereas if you don't measure, you wind up in the boat I was just from a weight loss perspective. In 2013, I lost, what, 65 pounds? Yeah. I went from like 240 pounds down – oh, 70 pounds. I'm sorry. Because I went from 240 pounds. Are you really sorry that it's more? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos – into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was wrong about the information. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from uh, 240 pounds down to 170 pounds, looked great, felt great. And then I stopped measuring. 
Yep. So then what happened was I went back to 230 pounds by the start of this year. Mm-hmm. And that, that just blew my mind. I was like, well, how did I get back here? And, <laughs> and what tipped me off was that it, I stopped breathing when I went to go tie my shoes. And that was the signal back then. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I got on a scale and it was like off the charts for me. And so that's when I started measuring to make it. And now if I get off diet a little bit and I see that, that scale go up, Yep. Um, or I feel bloated. There's like all these different signals I'm paying attention to. I'm able to course correct, get back on track with the diet, mm-hmm. get back on track with any activity I've got going on. And then I see the, the progression go the direction I want it to. Yeah. And so that's another key why you need to measure it to make it. But also you need to have that room for forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you don't forgive yourself, you just throw the whole thing out and you just wasted time. You yeah. start beating yourself up yeah. too. It's like, oh, I didn't run. Now I'm a failure. It's like, no, don't do that. Run today. Yeah. Don't start Monday. Don't start June 1st or July 1st or whatever it is. Start today, yeah. right now. Start doing things. You yeah. know, you can't I, fix the past unless yeah. you try to Khmer Rouge it, but nobody likes that. So <laughs> it's um, funny because I weigh, I lost uh, like about 40 pounds a few years ago, but I weigh myself every day. Yeah. And most of the time, I know whether I'm a pound or two in one direction or the yeah. other. Now, I've got another problem that I'm sure nobody wants to hear about, but sometimes I'm not staying at my weight. I'm mm-hmm. losing too much weight. If okay. I run too much or I, I just don't eat a, a lot of food, because when I'm running a lot, if I don't eat a lot or more, I guess, I'll start to lose weight and I don't want to get, I try to stay right at 200 as best yeah. I can. And so I weigh myself every day and almost always I can tell whether it's going to be like at 201 or 199 or something because I've been doing this for a while. But that I have people say, I can't believe you weigh yourself every day. And it's like I do it to measure because I'll start to feel like I'm doing a good job. And it turns out I'm two or three pounds over or I'm two or three pounds below. Yeah. And so I want to know the truth, not what I feel like. We can't yeah. base everything off of emotions. You know, I feel like I'm rich. Well, if the bank doesn't think so, then you're really not. You yeah. Know? And I'm not as neurotic. I only weigh myself once a week on Friday mornings yep. or Saturday mornings. It's one of those. But, you know, if I miss Friday, I don't beat myself up. That's what Saturday's for. You know? Exactly. That's, uh, it's Scale so still works tomorrow. Yeah. I can jump you know, on that thing if now. If I skip a weekend, oh, well, there's next Friday. Yeah. yeah. And, and your weight is the measurement towards your goal. Yes. 200's not good, 250's not good, 150's not bad. It it depends on what you've set and what yeah. your height and doctor and everything else because as funny as it is, according to the US government, which nobody should really ever listen to, I'm obese because I'm six feet tall at 200 pounds and mm-hmm. it's like I'm in the best shape of my life and I feel better than I've ever felt, but don't go by somebody else's measurements. See yeah. what's best for you. And like we were talking about with keto, it's not, you know, 25 grams is good and 30 is bad or 20 is is horrible or whatever it is. Find what works for you and yeah. get to that sweet spot. Exactly. Don't yeah. automatically go, I'm going to fast for the next five days or I'm only going to eat deer meat. You know, it's like, no, don't go extreme. Start to measure it till you can make it. Exactly. And um, now we started talking about building in rest, taking time to rest where we burn out. And then we started, and then we, now to you, it seems like we may have gone way off topic and now we're talking about measure it to make it. Yeah. I want to bring the two together. We're going full circle here. So when it comes to rest, you got to measure that too. I'm not saying you have to like keep a journal that documents every time you take a break or anything like that. That's if you want to go for it, I don't do it. But what I do is, um, 
that I I kind of jot down how much paid time off I have for my job every year because the way we got it set up now you you get it front loaded and it's yours till the end of your year and then I'm it takes starts January off. yeah you don't get to carry it over it's use or lose so I had to do the math like I get this many days off per year these are the holidays I have to take off no matter what because they consider me to be non-essential staff. So that leaves this much days. I, I consider you to be non-essential. Oh, man, I you know, know it. So sad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and so I calculate how many days per month do I need to average off other than the weekend? And then also, what am I doing on the weekends? Like, we have one weekend a month where we do this. And, you know, what what do I do with the other three or four weekends in a month? Am I really resting or am I just filling it with so much activity that it feels like I'm still working? Right. How do I build rest in during the weekdays? So there, there are things that I build into the week that I measure by looking at a calendar. All right. So I wake up at five. What am I doing for those two hours before I have to get ready for work? How does that recharge me? How does that rejuvenate mm-hmm. me? Uh, all right. I've got a weekend coming up. What are the things I'm doing that weekend that will recharge my batteries? Get me going into the next week. Uh, what are the things that are most important for me? And by doing that, I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't right. feel like I got to jump from one event to another. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago was my son's graduation from high school. We, we had to say no to a lot of things to say yes to the few things that were most important to us. So we didn't volunteer in church that weekend. <gasps> no Pray way. Now, no big deal either because they were able to find people to sub for us. Uh, we were invited to some other graduation parties, but then we were like, well, are they coming to ours? And <laughs> you know, like, what's the value? Like they'll be okay if we don't go because they right. have family that the people who are closest to them will be there. We can acknowledge them in some other way. So we, we made like these decisions of this is what's most important. This will acknowledge but we won't go. And here are the things we just absolutely don't have to do. Yeah. And so what should have been a very stressful weekend was actually pretty darn relaxing. Yeah. Except for the whole, my dad, my mom in the same town at the same time. <laughs> How do you juggle that? So it's not too awkward. That's for another that, show. Yeah. That's a, different, that's a different episode. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But that's good. When you, when you do record it, you know, because I, I know as I get older, I'm like, everything happened the other day. And uh, I realized <laughs> this morning and really about yesterday afternoon, I was like, man, my, my hands kind of hurt. Yeah. They're kind of sore. And my arms are kind of sore. And I couldn't remember why. And I realized I've not been kayaking in months. Mm-hmm. And so I use completely different uh, muscles. And it's easy to say, oh, well, we just went camping or we just went kayaking or I just, you know, laid around and did nothing all day. Sometimes your mind will just fool you and say, and then you find out, hey, we hadn't done that in a long time. Yeah. And I know that's true because I was with some friends last night uh, to celebrate a, a really good friend's birthday. And it's like, we haven't been together in a year because yeah. it was the last birthday party of somebody else in the group that <laughs> you know we were all in the same place. And you realize, we said we were going to do lunch and we never did it in a whole year. Yeah. So documenting that stuff and keeping a record and, and reaching out to each other. You know, there's friends that get together for weddings and funerals. Make some time, pencil some time in. Yeah. Hey, we're going to grab lunch or breakfast. You know, we we wrapped up our uh, time together on Friday by what nine thirty, ten o'clock because yeah. we started so early, and and you can squeeze those things in, but document them. I love the way you kind of put that. If it's not on the calendar, did it really happen, yeah. or was it just in your head? Is it even important to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And saying no to important things or, or good things is something we have to do all the time. But 
that's a great way to live your life because like you said, you don't feel stress and you don't feel guilt. Life's about what you do consistently over time, not what you did this one moment, this one yeah. day. Yeah. Unless you do something like send a nude picture to a- Rob Lowe. Yeah. Don't do that because he will block you immediately. So that's what you did. But if you know Rob Lowe, yeah. please tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Even yeah. <laughs> All right. So we talked about measure it to make it. Uh, the importance of building rest into your schedule, using a calendar so that you plan for things that are most important. We even talked about using those measurements, using that calendar to be able to say no to the things that aren't as important as those most important things. Those things we called priority. Any final words? Uh, November 9th of this year is my 50th birthday. So that's the most important thing anybody's going to do this year. Start saving now. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 185. There we'll have links to whatever we talked about. Plus, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Yeah, maybe you don't know that neighbor, and this is the way you're going to go about it. You just go over there and say, hey, I just listened to Beyond the Rut. I know this is weird, but hey, they've got ADHD. And this is fine. It's totally cool. Please stop calling the police. You don't have to. Uh, anyway, maybe that's not the best way to go about it. But do share us with somebody you know who you think will benefit from the things we talked about. And that's all we've got this week. Be sure to check in with us next week as we bring you another episode of Beyond the Rut. Now, in the meantime, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. So ready when you are. Cool. So the other day I was having lunch with uh, Rob Lowe, who just uh, <laughs> tweeted a photo to me. Uh, Did he now? Well, it seems he just put it on his timeline, but oh, okay. I'm sure he meant to tweet it to me. So Yeah, if he didn't block you. Then- as soon as we're done here, I got to call him back. So. <laughs> so you can get that restraining order yeah, reinstated. There you, go. there you go. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Chauvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.